I just want to be a space for them to come with all of their creativity. And, you know, we've got so many amazing personalities on the app and, you know, I like it to be a place where everyone feels, you know, if I'm a user and I come in, like I feel represented, I feel like I can connect with the teachers on the app. Um, that's really important to us. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Thursday, because we're coming at you this week with two new phenomenal episodes. And on the podcast today is Lizzie Brown. She's the CEO of Yoga Wake Up, an app that replaces your usual alarm with easy audio guided yoga or meditation. Yoga Wake Up is really designed to be accessible to everyone. And their easy audio guided yoga is beginner friendly and can be done anytime throughout the day or night. And I think right now when so many of us, all of us, really almost everybody is working from home and your schedule has been sort of turned upside down or you've created a new routine for yourself over the last six or seven months, this episode and this app is super timely. So today I sat down with Lizzie Brown and we chat all about her entrepreneurial journey, building resilience in the face of hearing no, and the role of self-care and mindfulness in really helping to prevent burnout, which I'm raising my hand right now. I'm definitely experiencing. Lizzie shares the inspiration behind Yoga Wake Up, cultivating a culture of inclusivity, acceptance, and shifting the yoga culture itself, and why their teachers are at the center of the app. Plus, Lizzie shares the role of yoga in her healing and spiritual journey, the impact of Yoga Wake Up, the biggest risk that she's ever taken, her go-to mantra, it's so good, her biggest dream, and so much more. Before we dive in to today's new episode, I want to share with you that Seek the Joy podcast is turning three in October, on October 3rd, actually, and we are celebrating this year on Zoom, and I would love it for you to join. Save the date for Saturday, October 3rd at 2 p.m. Pacific, and you can RSVP at the link in our show notes. This has been such a weird year. 2020 has been such a weird year, and we're no longer working from home, I think we're really living at work. And so burnout is real. So many of us are experiencing it. And so I'm so excited to share with you Yoga Wake Up and what Lizzie and her husband have created together. And so Lizzie and Yoga Wake Up are offering Seek the Joy podcast listeners 25% off a year subscription of Yoga Wake Up. There is a link in the show notes for today's episode to access that discount and make sure to click it from a mobile device so you can download the app to get 25% off a year subscription. I am so excited to hear what you think about this one. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. If you're tuning in on Spotify, hit follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Ratings and reviews really help the podcast get seen by new people and share with the world what we're all about. So if you leave that review, take a screenshot, send it to Sydney at Seek the Joy podcast.com and I'll send you a little something something to say thank you. 
All right, guys, that's it. I am so excited to bring you a second episode this week and especially to bring you this episode. It is so timely and I hope you'll bring Yoga Wake Up into your life. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Lizzie Brown. Before we even dive in to Yoga Wake Up, I would love to talk about your entrepreneurial journey. What led you to starting the app? Where, where did everything begin? Thank you. Hi, Sydney. I'm really excited to, to have this conversation with you. My husband and I actually co-founded it together, so I can't take full credit. And it was his idea. But thankfully, when we first met, I had already had experience in entrepreneurship. I had already owned two, two businesses. And so I kind of gave him the, I'd say confidence and reassurance to take the leap. And that's why we did so together. I began owning my own business when I was 23, uh, with, and which I have to say that back then I feel like it was a lot less common for people to start businesses, uh, in their early twenties, um, more power to everybody doing it now, um, at a younger age. I was working at a PR agency and my colleague got me excited and confident enough to uh, jump and and do our own thing. So she and I started a PR agency called Delarousse Public Relations and we worked together for eight years and we began with nothing. You know, we pounded the pavement and went to uh, showrooms downtown and just cold called like crazy. And it was a really exciting time, a scary time. And following that, I started another agency with my husband, with Joaquin and worked with fitness and wellness brands. And that was something that I think really got me feeling like the fitness world and the wellness world was much more a place that I could be for a long time. It felt like a more inclusive, more creative, um, less, obviously less stressful. Yeah. And it was also at the very beginning of athleisure. So it was this merging of, of fashion and fitness together and working with magazine editors at self and fitness and women's health. And they, they were so kind and so different. Um, they were really real and authentic and, and awesome and just wanted to support. And that was a really different experience, uh, than, than being in the fashion world, which I think made me who I am. So I loved, I loved beginning that way. And, and that did create a certain sense of resilience and compassion around what people go through in that industry. But it was, it was time to, to make that shift. Yeah. It's so interesting where you got your start. And obviously you've taken so much of those experiences and those lessons with you as you move forward. And that's why I I always say too, like, I don't regret where I started or I don't regret, you know, those certain positions or jobs or, or moments because it all, it ends up being in like this big pot, like a melting pot of experience and knowledge and, um, you know, things that you did like and things that you didn't like. And I would love to talk a little bit about what you just said about how it all really helped you to build resilience because the entrepreneurial journey is filled with highs and lows, 
a lot of highs and probably even more lows at times. <laughs> and it sort of requires, I think, this element of bravery and courage and a willingness to step out of your comfort zone in a big way. And so when you've had moments throughout this journey that let's say they were lows or failures or however you would classify them, how did you continue to show up and try again? Because I think it is that that muscle of resilience uh, that you, you know, you build over time. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head because I definitely don't regret any of those experiences that were, were really trying in the beginning. I worked uh, very long hours and in situations where you just weren't treated very well. And it all, um, taught me how I wanted to treat people. It taught me what kind of business I wanted to run, who I wanted to work with, who I wanted to support and how with regard to resilience, well, I, I guess I think about it a lot as PR is, is centered around pitching and you're always expecting um, to be turned down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you cannot give up. You, yeah. every, every pitch you send, you might send 100 pitches and you get one response. And I always tell anybody who comes and you know, who would work with me, like, don't be afraid of the rejection. Um, you're like, just keep going, like write every email mm-hmm. with, with enthusiasm and, and everyone you meet, um, you know, you don't know what's going to come of it. Even if something doesn't come of it right away, you never know what's going to come months, years, a decade later. Yeah. And, and I think that that passion, like that's something that you, you really can't give up. And, and I've definitely experienced that with yoga wake up. We've been doing this for five years and my husband is an app developer. He built it. Um, Mm. so in that regard, we were really lucky and and blessed to be able to have kind of an unlimited runway. Many people who start a tech company, they have to invest in, in tech, right? They have to, to have to hire developers. We were very lucky in that we didn't have to, um, but we still needed to pitch for funding and we still needed to, um, you know, pitch for media coverage or with Apple and anything else. And it, it just comes down to being, being okay with hearing no and just continuing at it. And that, that character is something that, you know, it'll take you a long way. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, literally. <laughs> yeah. And it, what you just said made me think of this. And, and I wonder if this has been true for you. If you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not hearing no, and you're not hearing no multiple, multiple times, maybe you're doing something wrong because the more you put yourself outside of your comfort zone and you pitch yourself or you pitch your business, oh, yeah. you're going to probably hear no a lot more than you're going to hear yes. But if you're not hearing no, maybe that means you're not putting yourself out there. Maybe it means you're not um, you know, reaching out to the right people. I think it does take a lot of time before you hear yes. And so many of us that first know, okay, we're done. Okay. I'm out. It's too much rejection and you have to keep going. Yeah. And look, everybody, it's, it's okay to be scared and, Mm -hmm. and even to get burnt out on it. You know, I, I, investment is, is one of the obvious ones for us because we continue to be self-funded um, with the exception of a friends and family round, which is a lot easier to pitch something to your friends and family. For sure. We're self-funded because I got burnt out on reaching out to investors mm-hmm. and I got tired of hearing no. And I, I thought we're just going to take a break and keep going at, you know, keep, keep getting after it on our own. And that has actually served us really well because we are still self-funded. We still own a large percent of our company and we, 
got a lot more confidence out of doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now, you know, there's, there's so much volatility, like it's so easy to, to take funding and then feel like the pressure to scale your business and, and, and maybe not be able to reach those benchmarks that the investors are expecting. So I've, I've, you know, I've spent five years learning so much about this and I would be lying if I said that I didn't just get sick of hearing no from them yeah. and, and say, I can just do it myself. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm sure I'm glad that we have. And it's why I haven't really reached out as much anymore because now when I do speak with an investor or with a business partner or an advisor or anyone who I see as a part, you know, potential partner for us, I come from a place of, well, much more knowledge because we've, we know all these facets of our business now, but also, um, a place of confidence because it's okay if it doesn't work out with that person, it's not the right fit. I'm curious about what you said when you shared that you were getting burned out from pitching and hearing the word no, because burnout is something we all experience. Sometimes we are aware of the fact that we're burned out. Other times we have no idea until something happens. And then you're like, Oh, I'm burned out. I need to take a break. This is too much. So I'm curious in the world of investing, in the world of, or pitching yourself to investors and building a business and building an app, what role does self-care or self-love or mindfulness play in all of this, um, you know, to maybe either help with that burnout or prevent it or help yourself come back from it? Yeah. What role did all of that play for you um, while in the middle of all this, but, but also right now? Well, it's such a good segue because (laughs) our business actually one one afternoon when we were having an especially difficult time, um, we, I guess it must've been morning because we did a yoga wake up and we both were in tears afterwards Mm. and we were like, wow, like happy tears. But we were like, wow, what if the app that we built helps us build our business. Oh, <laughs> like what if the get through this? Yeah. <laughs> so so there's definitely um we we spend every day thinking about self-care because it's what our business is really good at. And um because Yoga Wake Up, the nature of the app is it's audio guided. So it feels like a meditation app, mm-hmm. but there's movement involved. So you're getting a good stretch. You're connecting your mind and body. You're hearing from teachers that are asking you to set a positive intention. You may be listening to it because, for example, this morning I listened to the Ajni meditation by Ali Owens and it's the third eye chakra. You know, I wanted to be really clear and present for this, for this recording. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, something where it's only 10 minutes, but it's acknowledging that we all need a little bit of self-care every day. And it doesn't have to be something we advertise on social media. It doesn't have to be this grand event. It doesn't have to be, you know, an hour long bath with the right oils and the right, you know, music on. Like it can just be something simple that you do throughout the day just to continue to maintain your own um, levels of, of, of calm. Mm -hmm. And it's so necessary right now. I mean, there's, there's so many more conversations around anxiety and, um, breaking the stigma around, um, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Most of us are dealing with, you know, feeling on the brink of just, you know, maybe 
losing it Mm -hmm. a little. Totally. (laughs) Totally. And I think what's so interesting about conversations that we're having presently in the middle of a pandemic about mental health is I feel as though, as if it's resonating with people more. So someone who may have never thought of themselves as having anxiety or, um, or experiencing anxiety or experiencing depression may now be experiencing that for the first time. And so these conversations might be resonating a little bit differently, mm-hmm. or they might, you might be able to identify yourself in somebody's experience because it's something that now you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, because in truth, I think we're all experiencing something, especially right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're experiencing it because we're not addressing it. Right. I mean, a lot of us, like you said, the word identify. And I think that that's really helped me is whenever I do feel something's not quite right, which, you know, happens, happens fairly often. I can pause and go, okay, I I need to get some extra rest tonight. And I know that this is, I don't mean to belittle it. If it is bigger, if it's something much more heavy than then, then I need more, you know, then I need to, you know, speak with somebody or, um, you know, really hone in on what I'm doing differently. What am I eating and, and, you know, who am I spending my time with and, um, how do we incorporate whatever bits of self-care that we need to do throughout the day to keep ourselves steady? Mm-hmm. I, I'm lucky because I have, uh, you know, I do have a, a job that, it's important to us, even like with the culture of our company and with how we present ourselves to the world, that we take care of ourselves and that we give everyone who works with us permission to also do the same. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, we want to, we, we've talked about this in the sense of, you know, how do you create a company where everybody wants to like work really hard and they're very performance driven and results driven. And yet, they go home at an appropriate hour and they take care of themselves. And if they have the family, you know, uh, a commitment that that is, that is a priority. And so there is this balance of how do you create a, a well-rounded, a balanced life and, and continue to thrive at your job. Yeah. And that, that's something that I, I always want to make sure that it's high on our priority list. Yeah. I think, it's so great to hear that from someone who's a founder, from someone who's a boss, because I think it really does start at the top. It does start in those leadership positions of setting the tone for your business or setting the tone for your team. And I think it's interesting because right now in this pandemic, everybody for the most part that I know of at least is working from home who wasn't working from home before. Mm -hmm. And I think it presents unique challenges and it presents also unique opportunities to be innovative in the spaces of work. Um, So it's interesting. There's going to be greater shifts, I think, in work culture and um, in mindfulness culture and in wellness culture. And I think we're just at the beginning what that's really going to look like. One of the things we're doing is we're going to companies that are typically their employees are, you know, they have large teams, their employees are already in a, uh, the kind of business where it's go, go, go. There's not a lot of, um, downtime and, you know, entertainment companies and tech companies and, um, healthcare companies. And we're saying, Hey, you know, they are, a lot of them already have implemented a wellness Wednesday where they incorporate, you know, team building exercises. And that's something that they usually did at the office. Maybe they had yoga at the office if they're like a super evolved, awesome company. So we're suggesting, let us, you know, we're happy to bring you our yoga teachers and our, our, our concept to 
to digital. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy for us and we'll do, we did a Zoom class for a media company and they had, you know, 10, 12 uh, editors and um, advertising agents, everyone who you know worked there. And I think that it was really well received. It was a yoga nidra and it's, it's basically a, a afternoon nap, <laughs> like a really nice afternoon nap. That's, that's, um, that is, uh, better than a nap because you're, you're conscious while you're doing it. Um, but it's, it's a, it's an incredible replacement for sleep. Um, and it is, I think so important right now that companies show their employees that this is, a, it's a, it's okay for you to take a break. We know that this is a new time. We know that there's, you know, high levels of stress right now um, because none of us have experienced anything like this right. before. And, and, and even if you are sleeping more and even if you are, you know, taking breaks because you're home, it still is kind of a, a can I say this, like a mind fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It is. We're just not used to it. Right. Every day is Groundhog's Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every day yeah. is like a repeat of the, of the next. And, yeah. But this is so interesting and in how you've now brought the app into workplaces and you've brought it into, um, you know, obviously it's in people's homes because it functions mm-hmm. as an alarm mm-hmm. clock. Mm-hmm. But I love this idea that now you're you're moving into the workplace, you're moving into companies. And it, it reminds me too of this larger mission that I know Yoga Wake Up has of you really want to create a, a better world through a practice of regular yoga or meditation, but also mm-hmm. what comes with that is empathy and compassion mm-hmm. and kindness towards yourself and kindness towards others. And so I'm curious, you talked a little bit about how you co-founded the app with your husband, but how did you guys get the idea to to make this, to create this? Um, did you know you were going to be solving um, like this mm-hmm. kind of problem in the marketplace? <laughs> I don't think so. When we started Yoga Wake Up, it was the result of Joaquin being in a yoga class that was called Spirit Yoga. We actually have a Spirit Yoga Wake Up on the app, and we do Sunday um, Sunday Spirit Yoga classes with the teacher that that started it all. Her name was Jen Smith, hmm. um, and she uh, started you in Shavasana with blankets and bolsters for pillows, and then had you do a lot of stretches on your back and she had the lights turned low and she was whispering. And this is how her spirit yoga class typically began. And then after she got you up, she would say, good morning. And that was the beginning of your practice. Mm -hmm. So it was like a yoga class in reverse. And Joaquin came home thinking this is the most divine way to start your day. What a peaceful way to, um, begin. And, and also it's, it was so meditative and alarm clocks are loud and, Mm -hmm. and noisy and just we're used to be, you know, you're jolted awake. Right. Yeah. So when he decided to build this, we, we rolled it out with Jen as the, the single way of the single wake up and did a Kickstarter. Um, and the, and the concept was really wake up a better way. Mm. Um, and then well and good started calling us the yoga alarm clock. And now I think, you know, over the last several years, we've evolved into something that helps keep you from scrolling when you wake up in the morning. You know, so many people are addicted to scrolling through Instagram or social media or news, um, uh, uh, immediately upon opening their eyes. And so this is something that 
has you not looking at your phone and instead is peacefully putting you through yoga poses. And then by the time you're up and standing, you're ready to go conquer whatever it is. You know, you're going out into mm -hmm. the, the kitchen, you're ready to begin your day. Yeah. So is that why you made the app audio only and it doesn't have that video component? So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't look at a screen when you first wake up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's terrible for us and something we've just become accustomed to. So if we can get you off the screen, then we've done our job. Um, now we did recently as a result of the pandemic, start doing an extended video class. Mm. Um, and we, we, we started at 8am and it's, um, 8am in LA. So it's later for, for many and, um, or in California, I should say. And, um, it is challenging to have audio only for a longer yoga class for obvious reasons, because you want to be able to teach more detailed poses and, and, uh, you know, show alignment. And so our teachers are really skilled at cueing with the audio and that works for the kind of yoga that you're doing when you're waking up. Mm -hmm. We're not putting you into any really crazy poses. <laughs> when you wake up with yoga on our app, it's a lot of supine uh, poses on your back. So you're doing, you know, twists and, and, and uh, like reclining pigeon, all really yummy, easy stretches um, to prep you for your day. But then these extended classes are a way for you to see a person, connect with a teacher, and for us to apply some of the um, the things that we're teaching through the app in a, in a more um, comprehensive way. Yeah. I'm curious if the role that yoga has played in your own healing and spiritual journey, because I think for some of us, yoga can feel intimidating, especially mm -hmm. if you are first introduced to yoga through Instagram and or social mm -hmm. media um, or someone else's practice. And I think the technology of yoga might be lost or um, the impact of yoga is lost oftentimes through what we see on social media. So I think for some of us, it feels intimidating. But what I've noticed over the last maybe couple of years is that the culture of yoga is shifting and it's shifting online as well. And so I'm curious. Yeah. So I guess my question is two part of what role has yoga really played for you in, in your healing and spiritual journey? Um, and then have you noticed a shift in this culture within yoga as well? Um, the more that you practice or the more that the app has really been out there? Yeah, I'll answer the, the second part first, which is that when we began with yoga wake up. And again, because it was audio guided, it was around the time when I was getting really fed up with what I was seeing on social media. Mm. And I was seeing brands that will remain, remain nameless, um, that were perpetuating a certain, uh, persona and, and image of a yogi that I was not comfortable with that I felt was causing real issues for, for the space as a whole. And, you know, I think that there are many teachers that agree. And so we kind of, I think that the reason it is shifting is because the community said, we're, we're not interested in that mm -hmm. anymore. Um, we don't want that anymore. And, you know, it still exists, but I think we made a point, particularly being audio only, and also because of the nature of the kind of poses that I described, it's not show poses, you know, these aren't like, look, I can do a handstand, you know, it's, it's much more about the, the, the journey within. Mm -hmm. And 
um, you know, we, we actually talked about naming the app something around eyes closed because when we practice yoga, we close our eyes. We're not looking out at, you know, even when there's a teacher teaching, you're, you're going inward. And so when you put that energy out there, when you, when you go on social first thing in the morning and you're looking at these pictures and you're seeing what people are doing and you're comparing yourself, that is not what we're trying to achieve with, with our yoga practice. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for myself, you know, similarly, my journey with yoga, which I think this is pretty common is you're, you're, innate, especially when you're like a competitive person and you're, you know, you are type A and, you know, you want to win yoga, you know, like, <laughs> how do I get, how do I get better? How do I, um, get to this level that I'm seeing elsewhere, yeah. um, a level of flexibility or a level of strength that would, that causes injury, frankly. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's not for everybody, you know, they're, they're, everyone's it's, that's why it's called a practice is it's something that we do. I mean, I'd like to be doing this my entire life. My mom is 70. She practices yoga several days a week. Mm. She didn't practice when I was a kid. It's not like I grew up with yoga around me. My dad was actually much more excited about headstands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he was kind of a hippie, but he, you know, I, I didn't experience yoga until I moved to LA and I started, um, going to a yoga class at a gym and then I wanted to go deeper and deeper and, and I tried a lot of different kinds of yoga. And, um, you know, what I've come to now full circle is just practicing yoga that makes me feel good in my body. And, um, it's really not about like the kind of poses you can do. I, I don't want to push myself that way. Yeah. I'd rather have longevity. So it's almost like a different way of honoring yourself, honoring your body, um, and doing it through, through being more gentle to yourself. Oh, I think yeah. that's so important within any practice, whether it's yoga or meditation. Um, because I mean, personally, I'm very competitive. I'm very competitive with myself. And so I'm often like, Oh, I've got to keep going or I've got to push harder, but it's okay. And you should, you know, go at your pace and go with what, mm -hmm. um, feels good to you. And and I think through, it sounds so much like through your journey, but through your journey and how it's impacted, um, how you've created and how you and your husband have developed, um, yoga, wake up, you're, you're bringing that same energy to the app of like this sense yeah. of compassion, this sense of go and flow, right. With what works best for mm -hmm. you without any pressure, without any eyes on you, without feeling like, you know, the spotlights on you or you ha you're going to feel uncomfortable. Um, it's really about it sounds so much to me like it's really about being inclusive and mm -hmm. inviting you to show up as you are in any moment to honor yourself and your body in your body that way. Yeah. And it also comes down to the teachers as well, yeah. because when we are thinking about the kind of teachers that we bring onto the app, that's always really, you know, it's been important to us from the get go, but sometimes I've actually gotten off that path a little because I think, you know, your ego is loud. And I think, well, if I got this Instagram yogi that has several hundred thousand followers on Instagram, then that'll grow my business and that'll, uh, reach more people. But then I think about what is our mission mm -hmm. and that, that there's a, you know, they serve a purpose for their community. Sure. But I think what, what we're trying to cultivate here at yoga wake up is that inclusivity and that, you know, very accessible, 
Um, anyone can do it. Yoga is for everybody. It's really more about how the teacher speaks to you. Mm-hmm. So when we are interviewing teachers and, and, and meeting new teachers, I'm much more concerned with our conversation over the phone right, <laughs> and, and, right. and, 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 um, how they communicate and how they cue and how they show compassion and understanding through their voice. Yeah. And that's such a good point about, about the teachers. And I love how they're the, an emphasis for you on the app, because I, I certainly have friends who work in the fitness industry and teachers are not always paid what they're worth, um, or honored that way. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're doing what you can to really to combat that and put teachers really at the center of of the app and of the recordings and of the experience um, for both them, but also for the user as well. Absolutely. And whenever we have a teacher record with us, it's really um, they're very involved um, from start to finish in the process. Mm. They come to me and say, these are the ideas I'm having. I have a teacher that she's already on the app. Her name's Jess Jablonski. She's a kids yoga teacher. And she's recording a bunch of new kids content for our kids that are going back Mm. to school in this really weird way. And we want to help them get through what they're dealing with right now. And, and she has the most brilliant ideas and she's like, well, what do you think? Like I have all of these ideas and I just, (laughs) I just want to be a space for them to come with all of their creativity. And, you know, we've got so many amazing personalities on the app and, you know, I like it to be a place where everyone feels, you know, if I'm a user and I come in, like I feel represented, I feel like I can connect with the teachers on the app. Um, that's really important to us. Um, and so much so that, you know, we, we're, we're growing, we're, we're still very much a startup. We record our content as much as we can, which is around one to two, every one to two weeks. And I, I both, I'm sometimes conflicted because I both want to continue to record content with the teachers that are already on the app so that we can continue to supplement their income and support them. And then I also am drawn to new yoga teachers because there's so many incredible teachers out there. And I just wish we could bring them all on. (laughs) It will happen though. I think right as you continue to grow and and have that ability, but I understand that struggle of knowing where you are, but wanting to grow and wanting to do all these new things, but then almost having to trust like where you are in that moment and be like, okay, it's okay. This is an idea. I will implement it when it's the right time. Um, and that's a struggle in itself. That could be a whole podcast (laughs) about that moment, about that feeling and just knowing, okay, I'll be able to implement those things when it's the right time. Exactly. And there was there and it will happen. I know. I'm curious, you know, this journey that you've been on over the last five years, building the app, working with your husband, growing and scaling and working with all these incredible teachers. How has Yoga Wake Up brought more joy to your life? Because of course there are positive effects of waking up this way and waking up with yoga and, um, but I'm curious, you know, how, how has this experience or the app brought, brought some more joy into your life? Well, I am so blessed that over the last six months that we have had Yoga Wake Up, Mm -hmm. um, it has been a long road these last five years, but of course you know, this last several months, it's been a gift. It's just been a blessing because it's something that is helping so many people. Um, you know, so we, we, our mission is so clear, especially now. 
And it's something that has supported us. You know, we we're, we're able to come to work every day and work on something that is growing because of what we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I, I would, I can't imagine what it must be like for people who their, their heart and soul, they've built their business and it's not yeah. something that, that works right now. This is such an interesting time to really reflect and count your blessings in many ways. And with, you know, having a business or an app or a podcast or whatever it might be, I've been really thinking about, you know, ways to give back during this time. Mm-hmm. I think what's so cool mm-hmm. about your app is that that give back element is sort of embedded into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you really are, you're giving, you're giving the listener, you're giving the user, someone who's on the app, um, the ability to, I think be more intentional with how they start their day. Mm-hmm. This brings me back to the beginning of our conversation. So many of us are experiencing anxiety or depression or Great. ups and downs with our mental health. And so yeah. to have something um, that allows you to calm that anxiety, I think first thing in the morning is a total, is a total game changer. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, and I agree. I think that if we, if we are not using the the privilege we have right now to have a business that's that is supported, you know, during this time, if we're not using that to give back, then it, you know we're doing it wrong. Yeah, and it's interesting because within the world of being an entrepreneur and having a startup and an app, really, you're in the business of being a risk taker. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious, what is the biggest risk that you've ever taken? Oh my gosh, how do I how do I choose one? I know. Uh, I feel like I take calculated risks all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I still come back to, and, you know, maybe it's been drowned out by others in the last 15 years, but the most obvious one to me is making the move out to California. I was living in Florida. I was 21 Hmm. and I, graduated college early so that I could get out of Dodge (laughs) from Florida, um, uh, my hometown in Gainesville. And I just packed up everything I owned and brought my cat and drove across the country by myself. And I don't know, it just was, it was just this ultimate independence that uh, was exhilarating. And, um, I felt so confident and so, pre- I don't know, I just mm. felt prepared even though I had nothing. You know, I, I love had, it. I had no money and I had, you know, just me and my cat and you, <laughs> but, your cat in a dream, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. It worked out. It did, but you wouldn't have known <laughs> if you didn't take the risk and get and pack up all your stuff and, and make your way out to, yeah. to California. Do you yeah. have a go-to quote or mantra or affirmation, something that you hold on to um, that continues to inspire you on your journey or um, keep you on that entrepreneurial path despite, you know, these highs and lows uh, that we've talked about? Yeah. Well, I have one that kind of comes up often that is um, just a, like a life mantra that my mom um, was, you know, I think it was hers, at least she's, you know, said it to me several times. And I think it's kind of been with me my whole life, which is really a testament to her Cuban heritage. Hmm. And it's work to live, not live to work. 
And, you know, what I've really taken from that is it is about balance, but it's also because we work a ton. So it's not like I'm not working really hard, Yeah. but my job is very much a part of my enjoyment. Right. So it doesn't feel a lot like I'm working most of the time. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not living to work. Yeah. And that's just a mentality. Yeah. You know, many of us work hard, many of us work long hours, but it's this mentality of not working in a way where it's, you know, it's all you do. And I think that's a great reminder for right now when so many of us are now working from home. I've seen a lot of quotes of like, we don't work at home now, we live at work. That's how it often feels. And so I think Mm -hmm. your quote that you just shared is um, so timely because it's a reminder to to find something that you love to do, um, but then also to find balance within that. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. whether you're an entrepreneur or um, you own your own business or you work for somebody else, whatever the case might be, we all need that reminder um, to take some time off and to walk away and that it's okay to want more for yourself than just your career or your job or your business. Yeah. And, and when I think about the, you know, that kind of like iconic, like what people think about when they think about, um, you know, people in Cuba, like they don't have much, but they're so happy. Mm -hmm. And it's that idea. It's this, it's this, you know, kind of maintaining, seeking the joy, right? Yes, totally. (laughs) Maintaining maintaining that positive outlook so that it isn't work. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it comes easier. Yeah. I love this conversation. I'm so happy that you and I have connected um, because I think Yoga Wake Up is a really transformative app in the marketplace right now, something that I think everybody should download. But before we go, I have one one last question for you. And it's the question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. And it's, what is your biggest dream? My biggest dream is, I'd say my biggest dream is to continue, but to really experience the impact of, of what we're building, which we won't see for a a long time. Mm -hmm. So it'll, I know it's there. It's, 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 it's out there and I can touch it, but it's not here yet. So it's, it's waiting for that and working toward that. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that with what we build or what we create or what we do, what we participate in, it's often um, in furtherance of that goal of impact. Um, But you may not see it right away like you just shared, but if you keep going, and I think that's the key is to keep going and chase that impact, chase that that knowing and feeling of impact. um, And you'll find yourself, I think, on the right path. So I, I really love that. Yeah. Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, thank you for having you. this conversation with me. Where can everyone find you, find Yoga Wake Up, uh, connect and and learn more? Okay, so we're, we're easy to find. It's Yoga Wake Up. We're on the App Store and we are on Google Play. So you can search for us there. Um, if you want to find me on social media, then at yoga wake up, I'm usually the one who replies (laughs) (laughs) and if otherwise, uh, Lizzie N as in Nodell, uh, Lizzie N Brown. And, um, definitely, uh, if you have a business and you want to, or if you work for a company that you want to see, um, yoga, wake up, uh, do a wellness Wednesday class for you, um, or any, anything to bring, um, yoga to your company. Um, you can reach us at team at yogawakeup.com. Perfect. Everything is going to go in the show notes. It'll be so 
easy for everyone to find you and download the app. And I just love how we talked about your entrepreneurial journey and then tied in this element of resilience, which I think is a muscle we're all building right now um, in this in this pandemic and, and brought it back to yoga as well. So this was so much fun. Um, thank, you so thank you so much again. Thanks for kicking off my Tuesday like this too. I'm glad we did this early. I know, me too. It's a great <laughs> way to start off the day. <laughs>